Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, hello. It's another episode of Is It Just Me, your weekly, well, mostly weekly dose. You know, we try to be diligent. Your weekly dose of what, what James Williams, my co-host, calls the news night of nonsense, where I'm your other host, Joe Elvin, and we get together with a celebrity as often as we can and discuss all the trivialities that buzz around our head at four in the morning and drive us crazy. Don't we, James? Absolutely. Say hi. Yeah. Go, Hello, everyone. Hi. And well, this is actually Christmas week. So happy Christmas to you all. Uh, and so, yeah, we've gone a bit festive crazy this week in terms of the craziness we've talked about. Uh, we talk about random things like cracking eggs and Christmas trees, Joe. It's a, it's a real cracker. Christmas cracker of an episode, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, it's not eggy at all. It isn't, <laughs> I promise. I, I, and, you know, we yeah, we talk about a lot of stuff with the one and only and fabulous Edith Bowman, TV presenter, broadcaster, She's got her own podcast called Soundtracking, which is um, all about music and theme tunes to films and television shows. And, well, speaking of good eggs, I think she's the best one around. So let's get into it. It's lovely to be here. The last time we did this was in your office, Joe, when the three of us chatted. That's um, right. And I remember yeah. your, little, your little one had a, a Darth Vader impression on your phone. Oh, God, yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, he does a good Darth Vader. He does a, does a good Batman from the Lego movie as well. Life doesn't give you seatbelts. Um, which is kind of useful for what, we've all, what we're all going through at the minute. Yeah, he's, you just press a button on him and he can be your voice or your, your special effects. <laughs> exactly, yeah. How you oh, so we're good. What are you up to? You're, um, you're busy as ever, I think, Edith, haven't you? Yeah, it's been, do you know what? I feel really lucky that I've been able to to kind of keep going to a point. Um, I kind of went into panic stations as soon as the first lockdown happened and I went nuts and bought tons of equipment so that I knew that if anything did come up, I was going to be kind of tech ready. Ring lights and microphones and all that stuff. And um, and it stood in good stead, to be honest, because I've, I've been able to keep the podcast going, which has been amazing. And weirdly, it's opened a lot of doors the lockdown because 
normally when a film's promoted, there's a restricted number of people who will come roll into town to promote it. Yeah. And that's kind of gone out the window because anyone's really available now from the film. So I've been able to, you know, not that we just focus on speaking to composers on the podcast, but I've been able to get access to a couple of really important ones for me, like Ludwig Gornson, who just did um, Mandalorian and he did Tenet and Black Panther and um, Spike Lee's composer that he's worked with from way before Malcolm X, Tense Blanchard. I'd normally never get a hold of them. So that's been you know, that kind of positive. It's so funny you mentioned The Mandalorian because my, my husband and daughter take the piss. Like, we're not allowed to watch it until we've watched the opening credits with the theme tune because it just it, there's just something about that music that's just so fabulous. Yeah, but it's oh, like so mashing good. sci-fi and Western. It's so cool. Absolutely. Well, he was Kurosawa and um, Morricone were the two um, sort of reference points that John Favreau said to yeah. when he originally kind of went to, to, to score it. Yeah, he's amazing. He's so fascinating. That show is extraordinary. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's it is incredible. But um, someone I'm missing... behind a mask can kind of like you know convey so much emotion. It's just it's bonkers. You know, it's like is it bad to fancy the Mandalorian? No, 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 <laughs> no. no. I've oh, ordered, that's good. I've ordered Tom the outfit for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just keep the mask on, darling. Just keep it on. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 you, you got to stay authentic. You cannot take it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so the podcast, that's been going a while now. Remind me the name. It's called Soundtracking with Edith yep. Bowman. Um, and it's a way of me having been able to have um, conversations with people, creatives in the film world about their relationship with music, both personally and professionally. So, you know, we speak to actors, we speak to producers, directors, writers, composers, um, we had, I've got Tessa Thompson coming up, who I absolutely adore. I think she's amazing. Yeah. Um, and um, who else have we had on it? Lockdown's been great. We had Isabel Waller-Bridge on. She was great talking about Fleabag and Emma and all sorts. Um, so yeah, it's been, it, I love it. And we're, we're about to hit our fifth year, which is bonkers wow. because it's just my mate Ben and I, you know, it's like, you know, rocking up to chat to you two, similar vibe. It's like, I book all the guests, I record the audio, I send it to Ben. He he's my Obi Wan and sort of sprinkles his Jedi powers over it and makes it sound awesome. And then we put it up, and that's it. And we've been we've missed two shows since we launched back August two thousand and sixteen. Oh, wow. you're doing better than us then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, your your consistency is way off the charts compared to ours, I'm afraid. Either. That that sounded so organised. As you were speaking, I was thinking, I don't think I really know how this podcast happens it's just sometimes <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I don't apart from just chatting to people that's yeah. the bit that I do and then someone else does all the technical stuff we have our hidden Jedi Joel who we do the same there you thing go. everybody we, we needs do, a Jedi everyone needs a little Jedi a little podcast Jedi and we send it off and he makes the magic happen thank you Joel <laughs> yeah maybe we should start making Joel wear a helmet <laughs> No, you're taking this to a kinky place, Joe. You're taking this to a kinky place. Well, you know, I mean, I've got nothing else to do. It's another <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. Obviously, we should mention this is our Christmas episode, Edith. Woo! Merry is Christmas! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe. Oh, God. Joe, well, where are you at? It's Christmas next, next, next week. No. Hey, happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. So, Edith, my question is are you feeling as festive as Joe Elvin clearly is? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I am weirdly? I think that because we've not had much to look forward to or to plan for or to um we've kind of just like we've been watching a Christmas movie every night. 
Um, we've got the decks up. I've gone a bit nuts on a woodland Christmas scene outside. Um, uh, last night we had the we got the we bought a fire pit and we got that out last night. And we oh, were sat outside. I wish and, I had the room for a fire pit. And it I mean, was just, it's yeah. I I am I am genuinely really looking forward to Christmas because it feels like it's the only thing at the minute that we can look forward to. I've, I've got to say, Edith, about this sounding really creepy, when I was thinking about this last night and about doing the chat with you today, I did feel a bit of, oh, I bet Edith, because obviously you've recently moved to the countryside. You've got yeah. out of the race. Yeah, thought, a year ago today, actually. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Uh, Happy anniversary. I did have a moment of thinking, oh, I bet it's so lovely and festive. And, and, and you've just basically proven me right. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how, have you, how have you found the transition? Because obviously, you know, it's a big deal. I think you've lived in yeah. like London for a long, long time. And then you yeah, do make yeah, the yeah. leap. How have you found it? Um, I was kind of, I think I had put more concern on it than it genuinely was. Listen, I'm an hour and 10 on the train into Paddington. So it's kind of, it was, I remember when we went to see the, the bank originally about kind of getting a mortgage and, the guy was like, oh, you know, how are you going to do for work and things? And I was like, well, it's an hour and 10 in the part and, you know, in the train. He went, I travel longer than that and I live in London in the morning. Yeah, that's you. the problem with London. Yeah. So I was yeah. kind of like, and do you know what? I just think for the kids, I just wanted to give them a, a chance to have a bit of their childhood out in the country. My, my in-laws yeah. live out here. That's why we moved out this way is because we spent a load of time out here anyway. So they knew it. They were familiar with so much of it. We knew quite a few people out here as well. So... It's really funny as well. We've had, we're about to have our third set of people move out this way as well since we moved. Wow. Um, so we feel a bit like the Pied Piper of like. <laughs> you know, it's so funny though. I, I, if I said to my 15 year old, hey, guess what? Good news. We're going to move to the country. She would look at me like I'd done a turd in the corner. Yeah, I mean, my, Rudy's 12 yeah. now. And I was, I, you know, yeah. I was, I was concerned. I know, I know what I was like. That was my biggest fear was because I grew up in a tiny fishing village. And I was, I couldn't wait to get out. Like my mum kind of pretty knew by the age of four that I was leaving. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so it, it felt like, am I going, am I going backwards? Am I going to be, am I going to feel like I did when I was a teenager and feel kind of claustrophobic and no, but I, I haven't at all. It, it feels like there's loads going on here. It's, but also you, you're connected enough. It's not like you're hundreds yeah. of miles from, yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. a bit of fun and, yeah. and city when you want it. Yeah. Yeah, what, and what, I started what, what, swimming in lakes as well, which I've, is yeah, great um, for my my partly my. Oh my god, you really are middle aged, Edith. Sorry to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing it. I'm about to start going and getting my my hair set in curlers after this. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not. That's not. That's not on the memo these days. You've got to dye it pink. I'm going that backwards. That's the new middle aged agenda. Oh yeah, of yeah. course it is. Yeah. 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 I saw Madge do that a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I do think it's interesting. I think that I've got a few friends who actually, and some of them, I would I would argue, reluctantly made the leap to leave the, the London sort of rat yeah. race. But I think if one year has ever proven that they made the right choice, because I think it's shown that you don't necessarily have to be right in the centre of everything to still be connected. You know, yeah, and working remotely and it's making it work. You know, and it, yeah. it's actually been a real eye opener. I think for so many people. You know, and that, and that probably explains why suddenly Edith, you've had a, a glut of load of people following suit because I think people have realised they don't necessarily have to be on top of yeah. each other. The, the, it's about you know, quality kind of... of life. Yeah, it's about quality of life. And and I think that, I think things will change if we ever get back to whatever a normal is in terms of, you know, how much is actually you're able to do remotely. And I think a lot of that will remain in terms of, you know, to keep costs down for people and businesses and all that kind of thing as well. But 
I mean, I, I miss people. I miss hugs. I'm a hugger. Um, I'm a hugger. I miss like, oh yeah, I am. Um, that's the hardest thing. I've got to go and I've got to come into London on Friday. Actually, I'm hosting this Amazon Music um, charity event for help musicians uh, at the Roundhouse, and it's still going ahead. And they've they've kind of gone like like sort of stealth COVID protocols on it. And um, we've got to have tests and stuff before we go in the yeah. building. And all oh, my God. Have you had so... the test yet, Edith? No, I've not. Oh, God. <laughs> Is it like having your tonsils out? Yeah. Well, I, I, as I said on Facebook, if I had to have, if you said to me, you have to have a cervical smear or the COVID test every day for two weeks, I don't know if I'd choose the COVID test. Let's just oh. say that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So enjoy. Yes, carry, carry on. I mean, yeah. it was only yeah. last week I had a smear test, so I've got that fresh <laughs> yeah. in my brain. So, yeah. I had one day. I had one day last week where I had the smear, the COVID, and a flu jab all in one day. Yeah. Absolute yeah. mentalist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's come to. That's that's how you get fun these days. Yeah. Well, that. yeah, you know, that then I was allowed to leave the house, so you know. Okay. Yeah. And Joe, you said you're not feeling festive. How could you not after that holy trinity? Oh, quite, yeah. Exactly. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you to talk about smear tests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. No, it's important. My my, uh, my consultant was saying that he's kind of really concerned about the, the reduction in the number of people going for smear tests since COVID. I so I think any opportunity yeah. for us to talk about it and encourage people to not hide that letter under the post lying in the kitchen and actually go and get it done is really important. Go and have a conversation with someone. Have a lie down. You know, yeah. there are worse ways to spend an it afternoon. It might be your only lie yeah. down of the day. So quite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. But hey, <laughs> yes. I love it. So excited to have a conversation with people. <laughs> we were talking about Edith's first COVID test. <laughs> Losing your nose virginity. Let me put it, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, look, why do we get, I think, I think as we're in the festive spirit, why do we get onto our first <laughs> festive, is it just me, which I'm going to... On this Christmas special that I've been planning for weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're literally, you know, you can hear the sleigh bells, can't you, Jay? <laughs> anyway, but the first one this week I think we should talk about is, is it just me? And this is a genuine concern. And I know I tend to be a bit more on the anxious side than the average person, but every day I get up, and I look yeah. at my Christmas tree and I literally oh. look at it and I go, you're about to keel over and die before the 25th of December because I jumped the shark and I put it up too soon. I'm normally very, you know, stringent about not putting up Christmas decorations too early. But as you said, Edith, it's been one of those years. And I thought, no, yeah. I caved. I went early. It was up December 2nd. And now I feel like every day yeah. I'm on this white knuckle Christmas tree ride. Same. Where I, every day looks a little bit sadder. And I'm going, oh my God, please just hang on in there. Hang on in there to the 25th at least. And then I got is my- any, Is there anything you can do to pep those needles up? Can you like spray them with water? Or... Yeah, I'm doing that, Joe. But I'm now, yeah. see my, then my concern is, I'm worried about it's time to then get this weird like damp whiff smell. Because obviously, you know, <laughs> Christmas tree lights, wet needles, that's not going to make a nice smell, is it? Singy. Mm. Our, yeah, we, we got ours up the road, and they said you should water it every second day. So, but it's like our our kind of tree holder thing is not really made to hold lots of water. Same. I have never watered a Christmas tree, not once in my life. So apparently, you should water it <laughs> yeah. every second day. But I kind of go in there and gasp when I see the kind of collection of needles that are on the floor. But then, weirdly, it's like, do they grow? more needles when they, because it doesn't look like it's really losing that many needles that are on the floor 
Yeah. I do see it kind of like it looks really sad and saggy and all the bubbles well, speaking have fallen of off. Sad it. and saggy. I mean, <laughs> my big concern is that I think it's I blame Instagram for this, but ever since Instagram came along, I used to be blissfully ignorant of how bad I am at decorating the tree. <laughs> now, no matter, and I really try, I really try, and it still looks like I dragged it out of a skip. <laughs> Is yours a family occasion, though, Joe? Do the three of you get together? No, together? nobody gives. No, it wouldn't happen if I didn't do it. And then oh. my 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 daughter said to me the other day, I sent a picture of it to my friend Ruby, and she laughed. <laughs> oh. I know. Teenage yeah, but do you know what? Cool. If you didn't do it, she'd be like. She'd feel sad. Probably. I think, if but she yeah, do it. but yeah. I mean, but are you one of these celebs, Edith? I, I just kind of feel like there must be a team of people roaming the celebrity houses of London and dressing these trees. Oh, there's professionally. definitely tree dressers. Definitely, yeah. definitely tree That's dressers. That's been an explosion explosion, that industry. I well, mean, I, I, no, we ours is an event. Like I'll do the lights. Otherwise, we'll just have one massive ball of lights in, in one part of the tree. Lights are really, you know, that, that that's the source of all family wrath, I think, around this country. The swearing my dad used to do when I was a kid, yeah. the lights, when one would go and then the whole thing would go, be like, oh. And why is it that no matter how hard I try, it just, they just, there's always like a real bold patch with the lights on my tree. And then as soon as you try to lift them or move them, then yeah. either the entire section of that tree's needles will fall yeah. off. Or you kind of pull it down from another bit. Yeah, I'll do the lights and then I just leave all the bubbles in a thing and the boys just kind of go for it. Oh, that's and nice. Got, and we've just, we, I like collecting stuff to stick on the tree. Like, um, when, like we went to New York a couple of years ago just before Christmas and we bought bubbles. My mum gives me them. We've got ones from the kids, like first Christmas. Mum's oh. got these. She gave me these things. I made um, Christmas crackers out of um, crepe paper and toilet rolls when I was a kid. I've got two of those that we stick on the tree. Oh. So Aww. I just... It's kind of so rather than it feeling like it's got to be sort of, you know, kind of Insta ready. It's more about it's a memory tree in a way, really. It's really. Oh, nice. that is gorgeous. I think that too, because I do think it's weird. And also it's not good for your carbon footprint. These people that every year they have a totally different theme to their tree. So oh, it's yeah. a whole kind of theme. Because I'm with you, Edith. I mean, I've only recently been in my, well, I've lived here for four years. And so I didn't really have a Christmas tree uh, prior to that. But I quite like the fact that every year I'm adding something to it, but I'm not chucking out the first lot of decorations. I'm, you know, I'm sort of every year it builds. Because like I said, it's supposed to be almost like a bit of a scrapbook, right? I, yeah, I, feel like it. I think it, so. It is, it is true though, Joe. I definitely think, I feel like the Christmas tree, that the professional Christmas tree stylists are the new hidden celebrity stylists. You know, the stylists, yes. those celebs used to pretend they or didn't the have nannies. And we we always knew because we worked in magazines. We knew who their stylists were, and celebrities would pretend. Oh no, I just threw this yeah. outfit together myself. And we're like, no, you didn't. Your stylist, blah blah, did that for you. Um, and I now feel like there are people doing that with their Christmas trees. These celebrities. And I also think that because those Christmas stylists have to work all year round, they're going to invent things like a Valentine's Day theme oh, for your house and an, e yeah, and an Easter, Easter theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's totally. going to be all like. I mean, thank God I shine at Christmas wrapping. I'm really good at that. I'm not I love very good at things. I love it. Oh, my God. If, oh, I, if I was a rich celebrity, I would be one of those twats who had a wrapping room. Barbara Streisand's yeah. got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Actually, that's yeah a good I would one. love to go to Barbara Streisand's house just to see her wrapping room. Oh, my God. I mean, you know. I bet there's elves in there and everything. In, in my in my head, Nigel, I like to think you do you wrap every present with the same sense of ceremony as um, you know, um, 
in Love Actually, you know, and um, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> um, you know, oh, I've got Black Adder. I've got oh, Black... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Erwin Atkinson. Erwin, yes, you're Erwin Atkinson. He's like literally yeah. taking 15 minutes to wrap one present. Yeah, I honestly, I really love it. Glass of wine, some good music. Everyone leave me alone because no one's allowed in because they're not allowed to see what you're rapping for them. And then, yeah, it's bliss. I love it. And you have to have one of these. Oh. Yeah, I've got one of those. And do you know what I got given this year, which might come in handy, is a label maker. Oh. Might go a bit nuts with that this year. Do you know what I did last year? How sad is this? I bought stencils and I hand wrote on everyone's um, gifts on the paper. Oh, wow. I love it. I bet it's really therapeutic, though. It's like colour and info. Oh, honestly, it is. I, I don't know why. I love it. And I that's my secret career that would never happen to, to design gift wrap. Just want to say, by the way, for the benefit of our lovely, our lovely listeners, Edith just did hold up a lovely, very professional looking sellotape holder. Oh, yeah. I forget that <laughs> this is audio. Yeah. It's audio <laughs> girl. Told you, remember. How long have we doing this? So. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure what conclusions we've drawn, but I, I'm well, worried yes, that yes. you shouldn't have bought that tree no. so early, James. You should I know. By the way, if anyone yeah. that has any tips for how I can literally get my poor Christmas tree across the finishing line, please do get in touch. Drop us an email at isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com. Me we, and my it, it, this is a, a tree-fluffing yeah. emergency, everybody. <laughs> it really is. It's really yeah. is. Please yeah. help pimp my tree. Help me get it through. Because at the moment, the, the uh, this is the other adding thing to my stress. I got that note through yesterday from the recycling uh, company telling me they won't be collecting my Christmas tree till January 4th. So it's going to last till then. So please, yes. Have you got, do whatever wood, you have you got a log burner? Because <laughs> <laughs> by then it would be such a sort of wizened husk. It will burn beautifully. I'll get send it to, to you, Edith. Get yourself to B&Q. Get yourself saw. And then you can, you know... <laughs> Recycle the Christmas tree for your log burner. I do have to quickly tell you a story. When my grand, my grandmother, uh, God bless her, when she was alive, she used to tell this story. My grandfather was so lazy, and again, a bit like you, Joe, never got involved in anything like Christmas decorations. And one year, my grandmother decided to put up a bit of a, for God's sake, do something, help me. So at the end of Christmas, she said, "Right, please take down the Christmas tree and, and deal with it." And my grandmother, about half an hour later, got a knock on the door and just said, from her next door neighbour said, have you won the pools? And she was like, why? She goes, well, your Christmas tree's at the end of the street and everyone's raiding all the baubles off it. My granddad, oh my God. My granddad had picked up the tree and just put it outside, completely dressed with everything on it. And the whole neighbourhood had come Absolutely. and ransacked my grandmother's tree. That is, that's your granddad being passive aggressive about never being that's asked amazing. to do anything again. Exactly. Yeah. exactly <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Anyway, nothing says, oh, nothing says Christmas like a good family. Well, did you think that the Christmas tree came like that? <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't. You can buy, like, ready-made, like, oh. Christmas trees that you literally kind of take out the box and plug in, and it's like, ta-da! What kind of heresy is that? Well, where's the magic in that? Exactly. exactly. Where's the memories in that? Oh, well, we did Christmas tree, girls. Um, <laughs> shall we go on to our next one? Joe, this is your one, actually. No way is this just me. And if anyone who says it is just me is lying, um, is it just me who has finished Netflix and is panicking about it? Nah. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I see. I, 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 there's so much I haven't seen. I have to. How come? What have you been doing? Have you been like <laughs> making love to your husband or something like that? <laughs> Been dressing the Christmas tree, Joe. Oh, okay, yeah, that takes yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I 
Do you know I haven't watched like I haven't watched. I hate to admit this. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. Oh right. I've oh, well, you were in Britain. Yeah. Um, Neither have I, Edith. Don't I haven't watched. What's the chess? What everyone's wanging on about? Oh, the Queen's Gambit. I haven't watched that yet. Um, I just we just got a dog as well. We just got a puppy. So I've got a dog. <laughs> that's been kind of quite time consuming. Yeah. How old's yours? Ours is four months old. He's oh yeah, like, no, no, she, she's ten, and she quite liked the Queen's Gambit. Or she um, didn't he really doesn't have like the telly at the minute. You leave her room yeah. every time we sit and watch telly. Um, oh. Anyway, so, I'm okay. Now we, 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 we've now got side, sidetracked. Edith, you've got to talk more about the dog. What kind of puppy is it? Oh, What's her name? He is a, oh, he. Por- he's a Portuguese water dog. Uh, we nearly called him Barack because it's what the Obamas <laughs> have got. Um, and But we called him River. And Aww. he is kind of chocolate brown. And he's wicked. He's a little, he's a little feisty little thing. But he's brilliant. And he's been an amazing distraction for for the boys and my husband and stuff as well. And I'm allergic as well, so it was a big deal for me. So my husband did oh, loads of nice. research into it. And we went to see him when he was a puppy to see how I was. And, you know, I have good days and bad days with it, but it's kind of interesting just to kind of, just take that attitude of like, you know, sod it, let's just go with it. I'll kind of deal with it, I'll live with it. And, um, you know, it's 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 been amazing for them though. They absolutely love him and he's just- It does change a house, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, um, my husband's gaga over them. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, Edith, the husbands and the dogs. It's like it, it, it's my dog last night. My husband went to his really grim Christmas party in his work canteen, yeah. and um, you know, it's just me and the dog home. And I, I wondered where she was at one point. She was just staring at the front door, waiting for him to come home. <laughs> I mean, don't take it personally, Joe. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just... I can see that's happening already, sort of thing. <laughs> No one gets a look in when he's in the room. It's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, so hang on to the, back to the point that he did. So Netflix, you're not... Well, that's no, good. You're a slave to, you know, the TV. But I would have thought you have to do a lot of film watching, right? As yeah, your that's probably what I've been doing. So I've had a lot of screeners that I've been watching and uh, we've just started watching. I do love that thing, though, of having a series to watch in bed with my other half. Um, and so we've just started Shits Creek, actually. Um, oh God, lucky you! It's, uh, it's stick it's with so, it. It gets it gets amazing. Yeah. It's so I mean, I was like, episode one was a bit like you know, it was like, uh, but even by episode three, I was totally in. Um, I think so sit- that, sitcoms. It's like the first episode or even the first series is like you know the first pancake. It's never that yeah. great, but yeah. once once you've warmed the pan up, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I like I like having that. But yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I'm a bit behind on Netflix, to be honest. I, Does I mean, sound I'm like it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm going to defend you though, Edith. So I would imagine it's a bit of a busman's holiday because I think you probably have to consume so much, like I said, film stuff. That you it's an amazing need... research tool for me. Like yeah. I just did this Sofia Coppola um, show for BBC Four. And so she picked a load of films that we were going to talk about that have been like influential to her and stuff. And, you know, Netflix is the first place that I'll go to see if the films are up there and, and kind of watch them. And um, and it's great for that. It's really, really good for that. Mm-hmm. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll say, Joe, I do get a low level panic because I, I mean, I wouldn't say I've, I feel like I've finished or completed Netflix. Like it's actually like a some sort of game, <laughs> but I definitely have a feeling of slight like uh, discombobulation when I don't have a show I'm into 
So oh, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. And that's something. finding. This is where thing. I am at the moment. I'm I'm rudderless at the moment, yeah. people. It's like, um, and you know, I might have to talk to my husband. This is serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but at least you two have got. See, I was very. I went very quiet when you were talking about the Mandalorian because I've not made the leap yet into Disney Plus. Oh, well, I think that the only reason we did was for Hamilton, but then that was there as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I it's, it's been my belly- savior to be honest during lockdown for the kids. It's been amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's so good. Just the oh, but there's so much stuff on there. It's not when you think Disney, you think you know the kind of cartoon animation, but there's so much other stuff on there. My seven year old got obsessed with this. Um, because they've got National Geographic stuff on there and they must have been doing something at school about Titanic. And he became obsessed with Titanic and he hasn't watched the film, but there's a James Cameron documentary on National Geographic channel that he's watched five times. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so oh, random. That's great. So I, love, I love that when kids get obsessions like that though. Yeah. But it's weird though, uh, going back to the whole festive thing, I, I guess the way we used to watch TV has changed so much. Like, you know, there would be those events TV moments, right? That we'd all be looking forward to and excited about. And I guess we just don't really have that so much. And I mean, like last year we did have it a bit with Gavin and Stacey, but I, I feel a bit like maybe that's why I'm, there's not one show I can't, I'm itching to sit down and watch. Oh, this. well, that's, that's the Mandalorian. That's yeah, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. for us, because they, they just released that every Friday. So the kids just finished school, but that would be a, a kind of almost like a religious experience every Friday, come home from school, have a really, have an early dinner so that we could then all sit down and watch Mandalorian together. Yeah. And I, I would fill a void because I, weirdly, this is going to sound so like, so I, I kind of finished work for the year about a week ago and I, I wasn't feeling festive. And for me, obviously, clearly a child of a, of a certain age, nothing to me says Christmas quite like Star Wars. So I literally sat down and watched for three consecutive afternoons. I watched A New Hope, the Empire Strikes Back and Return oh, of the wow. Jedi. By that Friday, I genuinely started to feel festive. Top tip right. for you, Joe. Top tip. Right. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the Motherland Christmas special. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's probably, you know, sort of like where I am. That, that'll, that I think that will speak to me in the tone of that Christmas. Yeah. Can you watch stuff again or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. type of person yeah. can go back and watch stuff again. Oh, yes. I, Are I, you? I, there are certain things I can like I've watched Succession more than oh like, god that's amazing and in fact it? I think that's worth a few viewings because it's yeah. so quick and so yeah. layered so yeah clever can't wait yeah. for the next season of that that last Dang. episode oh my god why did I not see that coming it's amazing isn't it <laughs> yeah you didn't at all did you and then everybody I know who knows them says that it's virtually a Murdoch documentary <laughs> <laughs> did you watch that that there was a great yeah partner on the beat that was amazing well the, yes. you, you, you might be horrified by this so basically i was very slow to the succession um bandwagon but i did have the fortuitous to jump on it at the same time as that documentary was being shown so it was oh, amazing wow. i watched yeah. them in tandem and i really think it really wow. enhanced my enjoyment of succession because i could just genuinely <laughs> see the parallels between the storylines and mm. what was fact what was fiction or what was fact what was fact um but yes it's um yeah i'm trying to think what else to me screams christmas like in terms of television oh it's elf elf is the ultimate christmas film for me elf always yeah. elf home alone polar express Oh, Polar Express. Although Home Alone, we introduced my daughter to Home Alone when she was about five years old, thinking, oh, you're going to love it. This is a." She was traumatised, absolutely (laughs) traumatised. And for weeks later kept saying to us, why did that little boy's mummy and daddy leave him at home? She was like, absolutely couldn't cope with it at all. Oh, God. 
Yeah, and, and it ruined it for me. <laughs> also, I love how many people are only just realizing that Catherine O'Hara from the mum from Home Alone is obviously the mum in Shit's Creek. It's amazing. Yeah. Didn't and all of that. Christopher Guest's amazing films. Oh, yeah. Which one's your favourite? Best in Show, I think. Yeah, I think I love that. I think Waiting for Guffman's my favourite. Can, I make, a, can yeah. I make a? Can I make a very? I'm sure that I, I, I might get hate mail for this uh, revelation. Uh, but so I don't hate the film. I actually love the film. But I have a very strong opinion about It's a Wonderful Life. And okay. the feeling is, is that for it's a brilliant film. But I almost can't watch it because the child at the end is so annoyingly precocious. <laughs> literally, it almost undoes the entire film. Literally. I almost want to go back, recast the entire child and then save that film because the, the kid is so irritating at the end. Well, here's my terrible admission is I haven't no watched it anywhere near enough to even know who or what you're talking about. Edith, <laughs> <So. laughs> you know who I'm talking about, that kid at the yeah. end. Oh, Andy, any angel gets its wings. Oh, God. It's like those irritating voice of a child ever. I know you shouldn't say that because all children are beautiful, but it's a really... Sorry, right, he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! Alive and well. Please do send your hate mail to Is It Just Me podcast <laughs> com. We can't wait to hear from you. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, lovely. And then, ladies, <laughs> lovely. <this is> another, <laughs> then. Random, another random one from me this week, but it really has been playing on my mind. And I think because we're coming up to Christmas and there's cooking involved, it's getting worse yeah. and worse, my anxiety about this one. Is it just me, and I'm not exaggerating, that cannot crack eggs? Now, I precursor this with, I'm fairly adept in the kitchen. I enjoy it. I like cooking. Uh, but honestly, I... I, I struggle to crack an egg. I always seem to get a bit of shell half in there or yeah. even, more, even worse, a tiny bit of shell. She don't spend 20 minutes chasing around the bowl to try and get out. Okay, um, here's a tip. Oh, yes. Best way to get shell out is to use a, another bit of shell because it sticks to it. 
it's like a magnet, right? I've heard yeah. this. Yeah. But also then I, uh, then I, you know, sometimes when you've got to do this and when you have to separate the yolk and the egg, I always cr- crack the yolk and when it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's becoming worse. Every time I now go to crack an egg, I almost like, you know, I feel like a, like a professionally athlete trying to psych myself up to do it. And I often fail. Anyway, I know this is a ridiculous, is it just me? As they go. You know what? It's not just you with the eggs. I mean, I, I definitely always, when I've cracked an egg, always spend a bit of time fishing, a bit of shell out of the bowl. But I have to tell you, you've just made me realise I just do it and it's it, it doesn't, it, I've never thought about it for one second. I just kind of, <laughs> it's just never something that, and I've never thought, oh God, here we go again. Okay, got to crack this egg right. I just, that's going to be what the problem is. Yeah. 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 Whereas I to think- me, it's just, it's just like, you're a failure. You're a huge failure. You can't even crack an egg properly. That's what I do get kind of, I do have slight egg cracking envy when you watch like a Jamie Oliver like oh. video and he does the one hand thing. It's yes. like, oh, stop showing off. Yes. Um, and I can never do the kind of squeezing the lemon through the hands because I've always got like little cuts on my yeah. hands. And it's like, oh, it's like the most painful thing in the world. <laughs> I've never been able to chop vegetables the way they all can. Oh, yeah. 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 I, here's like right here's my my two bits of it because really I was having this conversation with my 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 kids love Bake Off and it's is, amazing is this your how it expertise my expertise, <laughs> yeah I like what you yeah. did that's a good Sorry. Christmas cracker yeah. joke that's brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. but my boys got they love Bake Off and it really it kind of they always want to bake you know after watching it and stuff which is great but they have they have a slight kind of egg thing as well where they're a bit apprehensive about oh my god to crack it properly so it's choosing the right thing to crack it on so you have to use something that's kind of quite sort of firm and hard to crack it on so you get a good clean break because if you do it on plastic it doesn't get a clean i know because we spent weeks doing this with them um uh and so that would be my a little tip for me for the egg thing is to kind of just go for it don't think about it just crack it crack <laughs> an egg on it really hard and that's it done so if you go on a little if you go on a bit but isn't the word egg really eggy? There's just something I don't like the egg. word. Do you? Egg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing yeah. is, I I love eggs. This is my problem. So I, I I I this is a daily concern for me. Every day, it's you know, every day's an egg day. You know, every day's an eggy day for me. And oh, the struggle yeah. is real, girls. I'm not gonna lie. There, there, there is, and I feel like it's getting worse. That's why I felt I needed to get some sort of you know moral support. Is there, is there a YouTube is- tutorial? There's got to <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah, get Jamie Oliver on and get him <laughs> to tell you how to the best way. How do you do the what the okay. one hand thing? Because you've got to like crack it and then yeah, separate it with one hand and and nothing else goes in. And have you? Ever I would love to get Jamie Oliver on, but you know, I had a meeting with his team a little while ago because in my in my real job, I do a lot of food and stuff. And basically, apparently, his schedule is diarized like for the next four years. Like he literally knows what time he's going to the bathroom. <laughs> on January twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. Yeah, uh, he's a the global brand, isn't he? And there's a, he's cracking a lot of eggs, Joe. He's cracking yeah. A lot. I wonder how many eggs Jamie Oliver goes through in a year. There's a good question. God. <laughs> but but yeah, that, yeah, it's cracking eggs is definitely my culinary Everest. I would say. What is yours? What is your one thing that you 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 fear in the kitchen, girls? I hate grating. <laughs> Do you? 
That was very, that was, you were very quick. I had to, I was sitting there just still thinking and you I came just, right in with that. I, I love eating grated things, but yeah. the idea, I, I, it's like, oh God, not the grating again. Like whether it's really? cheese or carrots. Like I made, I've, I made, I, f I found a recipe over lockdown of Matthew McConaughey's wife's amazing no mayo coleslaw. It's phenomenal. So I'm slightly Ooh. obsessed with it. Um, And you can kind of, you know, make your own version of it. And anyway, it involves a lot of, because it's either that or you get the kind of the machine out that you does it, but then that's just too much washing. <laughs> yep. So um, it's just that thing as you get closer to the last bit that's great, it's going, am I going to lose the end of my nail? Shall <laughs> I get skin in this bit? You know, it's like, it's just. Can yeah. I, uh, have you ever um, considered mandolining, Edith, with the vegetable peeler? Mandolin. Oh, so using the peeler on the, yeah. Thin strips of carrot, yeah. Okay, that's a good that's idea. Quite a slow process, <laughs> isn't it, Joe? Yeah. No, it's about the same as grating. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's I'll something for you to think yeah. on about. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not fan of sifting either. I find sifting very boring. Sifting. You need know, flour or sift. Coke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so. Oh, you guys, the, uh, the, these are all things I do without thinking about it either way. <laughs> either way, my big, my big Achilles heel in the kitchen is um, anything like rosties and fritters. They never stick together, ever, 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 ever. No matter how many bloody eggs I crack and bind in there, or it's it's a running joke. I'll get out a recipe and Ross will say to me, "You know, you can't do that. Just don't do it." So yeah. I just, I just love the confidence of this. You, you just said it. I, I just crack an egg and chuck it in there like it means nothing, Joe. Like it's, the, it's not any, any way an issue That's for confidence. you. Confidence. That's confidence. Rubbing my nose in it, it Edith. Rubbing my nose in it. Do you see that? <laughs> egg on your face, James. Egg on your face. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally, eggnog. It's festive eggnog all over my face. No one, no one drinks eggnog in this country. I feel like. Have you had an eggnog? This is disgusting. Clearly. Oh, just give me the mulled wine. Give me the vat of mulled wine. Anyway. Yeah, well, I've not had a mulled wine yet this season. What? This I know, and it's the week before, it's the week of when this goes out. It's a shocker, I know. I thought it was <laughs> Christmas Day, right? <laughs> well, we're a couple of days before, Joe. But you, oh, you're, okay, getting, fine. you're getting closer, Joe, getting closer. Yeah. I must start reading your emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your resolution. Exactly. Uh, On that Christmas <laughs> bombshell, eat your heart out in fenders. Um, <laughs> Edith, thank you so much for joining oh, us. So great, so genuinely great to chat to you. You oh, really so like... lovely to see you. What yes, a lovely hopefully... way to start the day. Thank you so much, guys. Brilliant. Hopefully I'm gonna you skip in... through the day now. I hope we see you in person in 2021 very soon. I hope so. Um, too, and have guys. a very happy Christmas to you and all your family as well. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry... guys. Stay safe. Yes. And everyone check out soundtracking because it's brilliant. Thanks, Absolutely. Joe. Lots of love, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Thank you for listening. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.